Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. He's been on, uh, I think, two times before, maybe three, I can't remember, but he's back again. It is the one, I'm not even sort of doing a big intro here, I'm just getting straight into it because I know that time is against us. I just want to chat about as much pro wrestling as I can with the one and only Jim Sterling, who joins me to wrap up everything that's been going on in the WWE because, of course, we've just had the Royal Rumble. That counts as one of the big four, and when we have one of the big four, we make sure we get Jim Sterling on the line. How are you doing, my friend? It's an honor as always. It is an honor that, that you consider me uh, the big four guy. Absolutely, dude. Um, Who else could do it? <laughs> uh, no, it's a delight always. Um, I was, because we, we, we talked about me coming back on after the Rumble, and the Royal Rumble is my favorite of the WWE events. Always has been. Yeah, me too. Uh, even as a kid, before I really followed pro wrestling, um, I would still, if if I ever caught a rumble, be mesmerized. Uh, I remember, I, I can't remember how old I was, but when I was younger, my early rumble memory was, I forget even which member of the Bushwhackers it was, but the Bushwhackers doing their little Bushwhacker walk with the the arms going up and down like some weird <laughs> yeah. robot, um, like a wind up toy. Does his walk into the Royal Rumble oh, man, the immediately over the top rope and just does the walk straight back out, not giving a shit. I mean, genuinely, genuinely one of the best raw moments that, you know, to ever happen, which I think, I, I can't remember who said this. Somebody said this the other day on a podcast or something, but they were like, I think it was Al Snow, actually. I think he was like, you know, that one moment for him sums up why wrestling will never be about wins or losses. And it's about moments because that moment, as you have just proven, gets brought up all the time. Whereas, you know, you could say, oh, who won it in, I don't know, 2004? And people go, I don't know. But everybody yeah. remembers when the Bushwhacker got in, Bushwhacked his way across the <laughs> ring and then got thrown out. Um, and that's why I love the Rumble, because you see, not only do you get, you know, some good nostalgia acts and um, some unexpected surprises and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it's basically like, uh, to, to draw from my video game media background, it's like, loot boxes but good because <laughs> yeah, it is, you never yeah. know what you're getting when the countdown starts and sometimes you might get an AJ Styles or you might get an Adam Cole baby <laughs> or you might get Roman Reigns so it's well. it's it's a mixed bag um I don't want to dunk on Reigns too much although I well, think at one point during the event I did tweet oh I oh, know it was it was about Cena. I think I just tweeted, "I piss off Cena." <laughs> well, see, um, I, I, we'll get to it, but yeah, I mean, I, Cena. I don't know. Cena since he came back at the Royal Rumble has been very strange, very strange to me. Like it's it's almost like I don't know whether it's because he's taken time off or whether he's just getting older. But it does feel like he's he's missed a step. I thought what he did at the Royal Rumble and then what he did on Raw the following night in his match against Finn Balor. I was a bit like Cena. You don't feel like the the once sort of, you know, superhero, I mean, wins and losses aside, I always thought John Cena got a bad rap by most people. But I watched him in that 48-hour period, and I was like, something is different here, John. And yeah. I don't know 100% what it is, but I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, calling 
those spots and having a casual chat with Roman Reigns while dangling on the ring rope waiting for Rome Stereo yeah. didn't help. Um, I didn't. I saw that one when I was watching it live. I did catch him just lying there for the six one nine, just turning <laughs> to have a little chat with Roman Reigns. Like I don't know whether it was like. Did did have you watched all of Black Mirror yet? I don't know what he asked. Um, <laughs> he just wanted the, to know. But the one I didn't see was um, uh, Matthew from Botchamania tweeted out the gif uh, of Roman and and Cena having that stare down while the, the crowd are chanting, you know, you both suck, you both suck, which did make me laugh. Um, I feel bad. I do, like, I give him some shit myself, but I do feel bad for Roman sometimes because he does look a little bit, like, sad and lost when that happens. Well, my thing with Roman Reigns is that I can completely understand why he was their guy, but the way they went about it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. all, all he's ever done, he's been a really good employee. I mean, and who wouldn't be if you're put in that position? But that's his only real mistake is being a really good employee and it's come back to bite him in the ass and then some. Yeah, yeah, well... That seems to be a running theme when you work for people like Mr. McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but isn't it true? But no, I, I, I thought it, yeah, it was all strange. And then, you know, them yelling at Finn Balor and uh, whoever else. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke, did. that was it. Yeah. yeah, that was the get, gift. Get on with I it, saw. whoever they said. It yeah, like, it was... now, Shinsuke, now, now. <laughs> um, Talk about but, ruining the, like, the, the, the magic of pro wrestling. Yeah. Although I will say, Cena on uh, Monday... On, on his raw match with uh, with Balor, it was Balor, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that is the f like I haven't been that interested in John Cena in years, um, in a long, long, long time. Something about that seemed like they're trying to do something interesting with him at last. Like it didn't it he especially normally you can tell. If something's bollocks, <laughs> by how much Michael Cole talks about it. True. And although it wasn't Michael Cole, actually, it was more Jonathan Coachman this time. Um, so glad to see him back, by the way. I am um, too, and no one seems to. Uh, you be, I, I, I don't mind Jonathan Coachman. I used to love Jonathan Coachman. I thought he was funny. He, uh, yeah. he had this sort of like hopeless dweeb thing going. Yeah, he and, does. Yeah. And at least he's coherent. Which he's, makes he's better him a than bit Booker different from Booker T. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's better than Booker T, I think so anyway. But no, I, I had never... Coachman used to grate on a lot of people, apparently, as I found out when, when he came back. But I don't mind him at all. I think he's, he's serviceable. I've I got no problem with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I fell out of wrestling, like, following it, like, fully uh, when he had that weird heel turn. And I sort of heard about it. Yeah. Uh, which which the, the concept amused me no end. The amount of different types of non-wrestlers they were trying to turn heel. Uh, oh, I know they loved it, didn't they? Several yeah. periods. Uh, Howard Finkel, I think, at one point, he had a whole heel thing going on. It, it did. I just, uh, it, didn't he team up with Jericho or something? I can't remember now. Probably. He, he had something really weird, and you were like, why? <laughs> why? Well, Michael Cole, was the, that's the one that I always thought was awful. The lead announcer was a bad guy. I was like, what is going on? The funny thing is, is if he was a color commentator, he'd be amazing because he does obnoxious really well. And I don't yeah. mean that as an insult. Like, I know Michael Cole gets a lot of shit. Michael Cole, you know, messes up the names of moves and stuff. Although, you know, he knows the, the names of moves a lot more than I do. 
Um, yeah, I'm not good with names and moves, you know. Sometimes people say things. I have to secretly look it up. It's not. Yeah. I, mean, like, I know the basic ones. I'm not going to say which one I didn't know the other day because I'll get too much grief for it. But somebody <laughs> said it moved to me the other day uh, when I was training, actually. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And the secret was like, I don't have no idea what the hell that is. So, yeah, I'm not too good with stuff like that. Yeah, I was so glad that when I did my wrestling thing that my biggest cue was a Superman punch because I'm like, well, I know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we'll, we'll talk about my many botches later. Um, but going back to Cena on, on Raw, um, I know we're supposed to talk about the Rumble, but... Um, we'll get there. Jonathan Coachman focusing on the negativity of the crowds. Normally, you know, they just do the whole, oh, he's divisive. Yeah, uh, just they're, to they're get having out fun. Yeah. But Coachman, it, at first you think, Oh, he's a new commentator and must be surprised because he, he's not seen, uh, he's not been there for these reactions in the arena. So, like, maybe he's speaking from the heart here. But then he kept talking about it and how it was bothering Cena. And I don't know if it's a setup for that, you know, heel turn people have been waiting over a decade for. Yeah. Uh, but there was something about the disillusionment that I think is deliberate. And that's actually made me quite interested in Cena. Yeah, I agree. And it's not, I don't dislike Cena. Uh, the way he's always rolled with the, the negative reactions uh, is I, I've enjoyed. I don't like that when someone else is trying to cut a promo, he's too busy gurning and pulling funny faces <laughs> uh, and basically, you know, just upstaging them even when he's not talking. But I've always liked his presence. Yes, He's just, you know, a, he's got a bit of that Reigns thing where it's like there's only so much of the same old shit I can see from you. And... And now I'm intrigued. Now I'm actually intrigued. No, I agree. And I, I, I thought the same thing. I thought the way he was on the Rumble and the way he was on Raw, to me, suggested that potentially, I guess, because he is more of a part-timer guy and I would imagine that his merchandise sales and all that aren't what they once were, maybe we can be, have a little bit more, uh, be a bit more flexible with his character. And he certainly did seem a bit more edgy than the John yeah. Cena that I'm used to. And that is what I would like to see because I totally agree with you at this point. What else can I really take away from John Cena? And the answer is not a lot. He kind of is what he is by this point. Yeah, yeah. And there was something about that constant reinforcement of his of I got to get to WrestleMania somehow. And it's like you're John Cena. You can just walk in. Yeah. You can just be in WrestleMania. But it yeah, just no one's going to say anything. It's, it, it seemed to indicate an insecurity um, that they might be writing into the character. I hope that so. if he's not main eventing WrestleMania, he doesn't consider himself good enough, which would be a great character turn for him. And it would tie into all these rumours that apparently it's going to be Cena and The Undertaker at Mania 34. Because if you can't get into the championship match, what's the next main event? Fighting The Undertaker at Mania. So that would all tie in and would actually yeah. be a very nice story arc. So... I hope they do do that. But like I said, I've heard these rumors about Taker and, and Cena for ages now. Originally, they were going to be announced at Raw 25. Then it was going to be at the Rumble. And here we are almost a week removed from the Rumble and there's nothing. <laughs> so I have yeah. absolutely no idea what the plan is there. But that would be good. And I think it would be far more interesting for Cena to go that route than the typical, yeah, you know, happy guy. Don't care if I win, lose. Let's just see what happens, dude. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, I hope you're right, Jim. As always, I hope you're right. <laughs> um, transitioning to the Rumble itself. I mean, we'll start with the two Rumble matches before before going everything else. I obviously a lot of people were surprised that maybe the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble match, was on third. 
I wasn't simply because I thought, well, you can't promote a women's Royal Rumble with this much hoopla. I always assumed that was going to be the main event, mostly because I thought the Ronda, not, not necessarily how it did happen, but I did think Ronda Rousey was going to tie it into it somehow. Oh, um, yeah, the Ronda Rumble. That's, that's, wait, uh, that's yeah, what they're renaming yeah, it. Exactly. It's the Ronda, Ronda Rumble, and we're on the Ronda to Rousey Mania. <laughs> well, essentially, because this is the weird thing. We'll just start there, actually. This is the weird thing about it, though. Like, Ronda Rousey is a bigger star than anybody that is currently in the WWE. Like, her mainstream appeal is ridiculous. Even after everything that's happened with the UFC, okay, sure, she may not be as uh, hot, quote-unquote, as she once was, but everybody knows who Ronda Rousey is. And I think that, yeah, was, yeah. That, that was made clear by the amount of coverage they've got. So if right now she's going to be on a, they say a full-time deal, I think it's more like a Brock Lesnar deal, or that's what it sounds like anyway. But yeah, that, I mean, she said, you know, they've said that she's on a full-time contract, but... Uh, I didn't see her Monday night. <laughs> no, or, or, and it was so funny because I, I said that on a, on a video about Raw and I got all this hate going, well, we haven't had SmackDown yet. Surprise, surprise, she wasn't on SmackDown either. Was she <laughs> so, not? No, she was I've, not. Uh, I've not caught SmackDown yet. I, uh, I, watch, I, I think I've said before, I watch the, the edited Hulu ones because I don't, because cable is obsolete <laughs> um, and should be deleted. Uh, but so, so, you know, I watch everything digitally yeah and the only way you can do that without just pirating it is hulu's truncated version um so i catch those the morning after so once i'm done here and then i do my podquisition podcast <laughs> then it's off to watch smackdown well um, s- small spoiler you won't see ronda rousey i mean that's, I am that's not like shocked. a toast. Well, I mean, no, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting her to be on SmackDown anyway. There's no way they wouldn't put her on Raw. No, they, 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 I mean, they, they, she's either going to be on both or she's going to be on Raw. There's no way they're not going to want. Yeah. Because the whole point of her is to raise ratings to get a better TV deal, and Raw's your your, your A show, your major show. So of course you want her on there. Monday uh, Night Rawsy. That's what they're going to rename it as they, well. I, well. They really will because I. I mean, I understand why. Because she holds all the cards here. But obviously, she is trademark uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey for use in pro wrestling. And they are letting her use it. Can you imagine anybody else getting away with that? Can you imagine, like, Ricochet just got into NXT. Can you imagine Ricochet in his negotiation sat down and says, look, I'm going to trademark my own name so I make all the money. But I still want to... They'd be like, no, leave our office now. But it goes to show how much power she has and how much worth she has for that company. And I think yeah. this, is, this is why it's so fascinating. Meanwhile, people like me... <laughs> when I have to steal a gimmick, I've got to steal one that neither WWE nor Cody Rhodes wants back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but maybe that's why it works. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, well, that's how obviously Raw Rumble went off air, if you don't know yet, is that uh, you know, Asuka won the Raw Rumble and then Ronda Rousey came out. And oh, did, did she? I yes. completely forgot because <laughs> I, I, it, it seemed to me that, that Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, I mean, she kind of did, right? She certainly won whatever the, you know, the biggest prize in WWE is. But this is what I'm intrigued about. Because she got she, to point at the sign, I hate the, I hate the I hate the pointing at the sign. I don't like to be that guy. I really hate it because it makes no sense. Why, why is there only a three-month period where people are pointing at signs? Pointing I don't, at signs. I don't get um, it. Someone on Twitter said to me, like, you know, that that's the mark that she's got this. She's already a good pro wrestler. She's <laughs> exactly. mastered the art of pointing at signs. I just... um, and I said, let's not forget, she's also mastered the art of taking 10 minutes to shake somebody's hand. What was all that about? That whole segment. I know, I know we're starting at the end of a show, which is weird. <laughs> But I'm 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 like the most. We're going easy... a little bit Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all out of order. <laughs> Why not? But I am the most like 
easygoing wrestling fan in the world. Nothing irks me that much because I treat it as yeah. a form of entertainment. I try but, to do the same, yeah. Yeah, but even I watched that entire thing. I was like, this is awful. Like from the mm-hmm. production to what she was doing to how awkward it felt to how nobody was saying anything. I was like, what is this? I don't. Her I, weird pose, even the way she pointed. Like, yeah, I'm be so overly critical. Especially because there's a bit of personal bias. Because when it comes to Ronda Rousey, I'm not a fan of her as a. Let's just say I'm. I'm not fond of her attitudes. Well, no, I think you're not in the minority there. I've seen a lot of people say that before and after. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so I, I, she kind of rubs me up the wrong way, uh, and I don't. I don't want that to overly inform my opinion of her. As a wrestler, as a, yeah. As a future wrestler. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be hypocritical of me to, you know, just be like, oh, fuck Ronda Rousey. I'm not going to watch Raw because she's on it when I'm paying 10 bucks a month to watch the WWE Network, which is owned by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> uh, it would be absolutely hypocritical to focus on Ronda's attitudes uh, while glossing over the fact that VKM is... Not the nicest man around. It's certainly, uh, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that, yes. Yes, there's certainly a lot of evidence to suggest that he is, uh, well, dodgy at least. And <laughs> not to, I don't want to turn this too controversial, but I, I don't want to let my my predisposition uh, inform how I, I, I view yeah. her as a wrestler. But at the end of the day... Shayna Baszler is in NXT going going through the, you know, what what one would call the quote-unquote proper channels mm. and kicking fucking ass. And it, it just sucks that I feel like every time she comes on now, we're just going to hear Ronda Rousey's name come up all the time. Well, that is, I mean, you will really, you get the comparisons to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Um it's just Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey. Um, I, I've got this thing about MMA fighters coming into WWE anyway. Um, and it does make me a little bit biased against them. And I own that. It's a it's a personal, not entirely fair bias. Um, but, you know, you get an MMA fighter coming in and WWE then just trips over itself, fawning over them because it's a little bit of extra legitimacy and mainstream attention for them. Um, and it just feels so, so cloying. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, and, and, that and is I, a good word. Yeah, and I had that attitude with uh, Baszler as well, where I'm like, I just rolled my eyes and said, oh, look, another MMA fight is coming in, and they're going to give her a massive push just because she's an MMA fighter. And then it turns out... No, she's actually terrifying, and it's awesome. Um, so I'm all aboard the Baszler train now. And no, I like maybe, her a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's it's the calmness. She is calm and vicious at the same time, and I love her. Mm. Um, and maybe Ronda will turn out to be awesome as a performer. Um, but, but it, yeah, various elements rub, me, rub this the wrong way. I mean... And, I don't know if it was a work or not, but I'm going to pretend 
that Nia Jax was totally off script <laughs> when she tweeted about Ronda Rousey and was like, oh, good, she's here. Uh, let's just completely forget what 30 other women did last night. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it as read that she meant every word of that, whether it's true or not. Well, why not? Um, that, 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 man, if we did that with all pro wrestling angles, how good would that, what amazing world that would be? You'd love everything. Be wonderful. Yeah. Um, oh, I love Nia Jax. I she, like Nia Jax, you know. She's another one I started a little bit lukewarm on. Um, and I think that's partly because of creative, weren't doing much with her. So she was just there and larger than the other wrestlers. I mean, that's that pretty was much, that was her character. Yeah, that literally was her character. But now that she, you know, she had that little walkout threat and they came to some new agreement and they've given her more to do. Um, thank God she's not in that relationship with Enzo, although all well. things considered. Uh, thank God no one's near Enzo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that whole situation was just, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, I, again, like, you know, as we stand here, who actually knows what happens? But the fact, all of it, just the more, the more you sort of hear about it and learn about it, it's just like, oh, dear. I mean, uh, what, yeah. What oh, earth? dear. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now that she's doing her own thing and they're pushing her as this sort of, not just a monster, like, she's not just like, Braun Strowman, but a woman. She, there's this sass to her as well that she rolls into it. So it's like she's she's what she's she talks a big game and proves it. And 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 there's just something about her that's they found the right elements and mixed them in the right quantities to create someone I can't take my eyes off when she's performing. Um, also, my wife just fancies the pants off her. Um, absolutely loves her. Uh, so, yeah, really big on I was so happy she uh, got a really good showing in the Rumble. Well, I uh, like what I really enjoyed what they did there is they always have one spot in the Men's Raw Rumble, which is for someone to come in and be the dominant powerhouse that nobody can get out. And I really enjoyed the fact they just didn't have that in the Men's one this year and saved it for her in the Women's one. I thought it was a really yeah. smart thing to do. I was like, because well, that's, that's exactly how she should have been treated. And yeah, probably if we had already seen it once in the night it wouldn't have had the same impact but doing it this way i was like yes that's exactly what you should have done and you did it i, I, I think was, that's that's the the interesting thing so sorry not to I no 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 go always man um, do it do it i'm on my medicines again which just makes me <laughs> chatty kathy that's what it's um, all about but um yeah like they could have had broad Strowman in this year's rumble and have him do his thing, you know, and then just <laughs> knock everyone out. Uh, but you're right. Like, I, I think, I like to think it was a deliberate uh, move on their part. It's like, let's not do that spot this year for the men's and, and have, have Naya do it. And that th that's the frustrating thing for, the, for me about this whole rumble is I love a good rumble. And this was a fantastic fucking rumble. Both of them. I thought they were both brilliant fun. And everything to do with the rumbles themselves specifically were on point. Everything looked on point. Yeah. Barring, you know, stuff that couldn't be helped. It's a rumble. There are 30 people. There are going to be botches. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks kicking the air in front of Lita. Um, <laughs> some spots being called too much. It's like, 
when it's a rumble, I'll forgive a lot of that just because it's a it's a fucking rumble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's amazing to me they're able to coordinate anything, let alone like make it look convincing. Uh, the fact they only get away with with a handful of botches is uh, amazing to me. But uh, I completely lost what I was. Oh no, no, I was talking about uh, <laughs> how each rumble was really on point. I felt, and it's just everything surrounding it was not. Um, yeah, and, I think that's, that's fair. That 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 speaks to a bit of an issue with WWE as a whole is when they do something right, they nail it, and then somehow do something to just undermine it. No, like think, they can't help themselves. I think you're 100% spot on. Because um, usually what they do when it comes to the Rumble is they do a great build to it and they get me mega hyped and excited. Then it comes and I think well, that was rubbish. But this year, they didn't build it up at all. You know, apart from the, the, the even saying that, like the Raw and SmackDown before the Rumble didn't really mention the women's one that much. They kind of just no. thought they'd done enough. But then the actual execution of both Rumbles were really good. And I still can't believe... I don't care that we're in 2018. I cannot believe that the winners of the 2018 Royal Rumbles were two dudes from Japan in a Vince McMahon-owned company. I mean, that yeah. to me, that blows my brain. That blows my mind. If I had said that to anyone, even five years ago, people would have gone, it's just not, not going to happen. Um, especially with New Japan kind of, you know, making the waves that it is. You could argue, well, maybe it's the last thing they want to do. But they didn't. And really... What I liked more especially, you know, given the last few years, is that we had two winners that the fans were really pleased to see win. Oh, so you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you got this lovely reaction when, you know, Nakamura won, Asuka won, and you're like, oh, everybody's happy. Now I feel happy. What is this strange feeling? And they need to do more of that because I know when Randy Orton won last year, people didn't really mind, but it was still a bit... Like, yeah, okay, whatever. And obviously the whole Roman Reigns thing was a disaster. Um, mm. But yeah, to actually have two people that the crowd wanted to see and that I wanted to see and who they seemed to have quite clear plans for going forward, I thought it was, I, I, I liked it. And I thought both Rumbles were fun. There was enough surprises to keep me interested. I mean, I think it was night and day, really, especially for somebody like WWE that can screw this stuff up so bad. Yeah. I mean, I'll, t I'll tell you how good the men's Rumble was. Is I wasn't even in it. And it injured me. <laughs> well, now because I need more about that. As as long, you know, any long time followers of my work know that I've uh, got uh, a, a rupture in my my spine, mm. um, and, and it fucking canes. It, it's really it's really shit. Um, and you know, we're we're managing it, we're working on it, and I really would like to get it fixed for certain reasons, but. When Shinsuke Nakamura won, I don't think I've reacted this way, even when it used to be me and the guys from college drunk watching the shows at like 4am um, in the UK. I don't think I've ever reacted in my own home so loudly. That's and wonderful, my wife though, as well, who doesn't even follow wrestling that much, she just sort of picks it up through osmosis when I'm watching. <laughs> and she has a few guys she likes. And I think I mentioned uh, on the first time I was on this show uh, how much she loves Nakamura. You did, and yes. And her and I both, like, when he won, because it was down to him and Reigns, and I was like, if Reigns wins this, the, the booing will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> and and honestly, like my, my pessimism at this point was such um, that I was fully prepared to see him win this. Oh, really? Um, you you I see. I, I I just couldn't believe they 
would have the nonsense to do it again. Although it is WWE, but I convinced myself they wouldn't do it again. <laughs> That's it. Like I just I can't put anything past You're them. Right, and yeah. They're just so desperate to make Reigns the guy that I was like, are they actually going to do this? It's like it's like every time I see an Oscar match, I'm waiting for them to <laughs> shock us. Like like shock us with a surprise loss. Yeah, I know what and you mean. And I feel like they're going to drop the ball because they're going to be they're going to try and be too surprising with it and it's going to fall flat. Yeah, I um, agree, man. But I was on the edge of my seat when it was when it came down to the last four guys and the the herd was thinning and then it was just Reigns and Nakamura. And I was on the edge of my goddamn seat, even again, my wife was yelling and screaming at every little bit that was happening. That's wonderful, and though, man. When Reigns went over, I jumped out of my seat. I, <laughs> I jumped out, jumped to my feet, like slapped my hands together, yelled, yes! <laughs> the kid comes out of his bedroom. He's like, what the hell happened? Because um, he doesn't follow wrestling. He's like, what the hell happened? And then I, I realized that I shot out of my chair so fucking fast that I then just sat gingerly down going, ow, ow, oh, man. ow. <laughs> <laughs> WWE would love to hear that story. They'd put it on some kind of documentary. <laughs> um, yeah, the moment rain, uh, the moment oh, rains. I'm so predisposed to it. The moment <laughs> Nakamura won, actually uh, managed to injure someone who wasn't even participating in the run. Yeah, but dude, I think that sums up why it was such a good decision because. Even if it is just we don't want Roman to win, that's fine. As long as you tap into what the fans want every now and then so they can enjoy an event, I think we just don't do it enough. Like, And we do have a couple of baby faces these days that the fans actually love. So to not embrace that and to continue like, you know, ignore it is ridiculous. Because, you know, I, I guess I really, really do hate... I'd love it if everybody loved Roman Reigns because he's meant to be loved, but he's not. So when you've got someone like Nakamura that everybody does respect and you just go, ah, yeah, but we don't get it. Well, who cares what you think? The fans are into yeah. him. So I'm really happy they gave him this. And I think it doesn't even really matter what they've done over the last year. If the build now to Styles Nakamura is good, Nakamura's going to feel like a big deal regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've gone back and checked out... Um, you know, I'm still in the process of catching up some of the interesting stuff I missed while I took a hiatus from watching WWE. Like, I missed, to my great regret, I missed uh, CM Punk's whole, like, legendary run. Yeah. Um, but I went back and watched um, a lot of it. And every time I remember, every time I see someone like Nakamura get dicked over, every time I see them <laughs> job Aiden English out, um, who, by the way, like, I know Rusev Day is about Rusev, and I've gone from not caring much for Rusev to loving the shit out of Rusev. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in love with him. I'm actually in love with him. To me, Rusev Day, and it, it's just uh, for a personal thing. Uh, personally, Rusev Day is all about Aiden English for me, because I was a, a big fan of him before Rusev Day kicked off. And to see him be part of it is wonderful. I, I, I love Aiden English. He's I think he's great, funny. yeah. His devotion to Rusev. Uh, <laughs> my favorite word. moment was uh, the, the Christmas match they had just before he got, you know, his face smashed into the pancakes. 
was he was just about to attack the new day and he just goes for Rusev <laughs> and and just that sort of this this doggedly loyal warrior for Rusev uh, is such a good idea um him just being the bard to his warrior that is such a good description it's a great fucking gimmick it's a great thing and it and and Rusev day is so over and i'm like stop jobbing aiden english out <laughs> and every time i see something like that every time i see nakamura being given nothing to do every time i see aiden english being jobbed out and rusev day not getting much of a uh, not much creative support despite the fan support i remember the shit i've seen going back and Triple H in the ring with CM Punk being all, you know, you don't have to impress me. Uh, you got to impress them. Uh, oh, I remember all of that. Oh, my it's gosh. all about the fans. They make the decisions. And I'm like, if the fans made the decisions, why? Why aren't the baby faces who are actually popular getting the rub? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's always been their nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, like it seems like they're learning in some regards. We got AJ Styles as champ. I mean, it doesn't get as far as SmackDown goes. It's him and Nakamura as far as the top baby faces go, and they clearly made the right call there. And AJ Styles versus Nakamura. I mean, I have no words. <laughs> well, I have no words for what kind of promise that'll have at wrestlemania well the fact as well that that's even a potential to be at wrestlemania i think it kind of shows how far wwe's come over the last few years um i and it's still a small part of me that thinks that randy orton is somehow going to be worked into that match i just I, I just think that backstage uh you know, WWE management backstage somebody there of of some kind of level of importance will be thinking we need a wwe guy in there i can see that happening however i'm not massively against that because i do think randy orton I, I do like Randy Orton. I wouldn't say I'm his biggest fan, but I think in a three-way scenario, he would actually add... Well, no, no, no let, me, let me rephrase that. He wouldn't take anything away. I think actually Nakamura AJ one-on-one -on -one would be better, but I don't think he gets in the way. But that's my only worry. But other than that, the fact that it's for the WWE title and the fact, like I said, we even had, uh, you know, a, a New Japan guy winning the Rumble in itself. I'm happy to... They can do whatever they want now. They've already give, they, they've given me much more than I ever expected, so I'm happy now just to kind of ride the wave and see where we get to. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's so good to finally give Nakamura a thing. I'm so sick of you know, oh, we need someone to continue fighting Sami Zayn and 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 Kevin Owens, you know, on behalf of Shane McMahon. Oh, let's just throw <laughs> Nakamura in there. He's got nothing to do. It's like, finally, he's got something to fucking do. Yeah. And, and he bloody deserves it because for someone who has been meandering, and he has been meandering. Oh, and absolutely. honestly, he's been boring, and it's not his fault. He's been written boring. And now he's finally got something. And it, he deserves it because despite having nothing to do, despite meandering and middling around in limbo, he has remained so over. Yeah. And I don't think it's just because of his music. Some people will say that, you know, it's just his entrance. But no, people are fucking into him. Absolutely. When he's in that ring. Um, you know, he, every all of his signature spots, people love to see it. 
Um, there's there's nothing more satisfying than hearing. Uh, I think it's Corey that does it. You know, just yelling, "Kin Sasha!" Uh, I, did I say that right? It is Kin Sasha. I, 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 I pronounce it, apparently I pronounce it different every time I say it. So I'm not probably, the person yeah. to ask. Yeah, I probably do the same. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, he, he stayed over with nothing to do. And that deserves a reward. I, the same yeah. way Rusev Day, you know, they're getting themselves over. I'll just refer to them. I think they've started referring to both of them as Rusev Day. That's what I call them now, yeah. I don't know if they've yeah. been made official, but I'm going with it now. It's just happening. So, And, you know, I... There's always that people say, you know, half sarcastically that uh, if you get yourself over without WWE's help, they're going to punish you for it. And I, I just I hope that's not the case because, I mean, the figures don't lie. I got a Rusev Day shirt just before they sold out of the bloody things. Amazing. It, they... They need those tag titles at some point, and it well, needs to be fairly soonish. Well, the weird thing is, and I don't mean to spoil SmackDown for you, but I, I do want to get your opinion on this. They did a number one contender match for the US title on SmackDown, and it was Rusev Day. Rusev Day. It was Rusev versus <laughs> Kofi Kingston versus Zack Ryder versus Jinder Mahal, and amazingly, Rusev won, and he is now in a US title match next week on SmackDown. Now that's okay. that, that surprised me. Now I'm all right with that because, like you know, I've, I've been well, quite public about my love for Rusev, and I actually do think the last good run with the US title was when Rusev had it. And John Cena's was good too, but that did make me. I mean, obviously, Aiden English was ringside, as were the New Day and, and Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers. Yeah. Um, but that does seem to me. I don't know. I don't. I mean, this maybe you maybe when they get to Mania, they have gone back into tag team mode and they are challenging for the titles. But it did surprise me because I was like, it's good. Because clearly they've recognized that he's got over and his merchandise is selling well, which is always a good one-two punch if you're in WWE. But it did make me kind of wonder, okay, what's the plan for this? Is he actually going to beat Bobby? I can't imagine they're going to let Bobby Roode lose the US title that quickly. So what is the idea yeah. with Rusev here? So I was, I, was just, I was happy, but I was surprised. Also, he did call Bobby Roode Bob Roode, which was the greatest thing. It, I loved it. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it made me laugh. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like your plan. And to be honest, I think Rusev Day as tag champions... I think maybe I'd prefer that, but now I don't know the direction they're heading in. Yeah, I mean, it, it all looked set like they were heading for a fairly lengthy program with the New Day. You know, Rusev yeah, yeah, versus yeah. New Day. Uh, maybe they, they're still doing it because, you know, Co Kofi Kingston, as you say, was in that, that match. Um, and I would find it unlikely that Bobby Roode would lose the title so soon. It would be weird. Um, especially, you know, with... I, I don't know what Dolph Ziggler's done yet, um, as of yet, so I don't know whether he's in this picture or not until I, I, I catch the show later. But I know, just... That does sound odd. And... It would suck to just feed Rusev to Bobby Roode. Well, that's what I don't... Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what, what their plan is. I mean, they also, you know, they also were quite keen to kind of, without saying it, but saying it, that the Bludgeon Brothers are in line. You know, they, they've beaten enough jobbers now. So it's time for yeah. them to, to sort of maybe move into the title scene. Although there was nothing concrete about that. So, but, but again, we are only in late January, early February. So maybe we do have two months to go. So maybe yeah. there are plans to have Rusev Day. And maybe there are. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is just a way to fill time. Obviously, we've got another pay-per-view to get through first. Um, sure. 
But it'd be interesting. And obviously, I think, you know, obviously Rusev came in at number one in the Men's Royal Rumble. They gave him 30 minutes and he was super over. So there is a certain spotlight on him. And Aiden English wasn't even... And Aiden English wasn't in the Rumble, wasn't it? I tell a lie. He did come in the Rumble. I'm making that Yeah, up. he was... Uh, yeah, he was... He was dicked over again. Yeah. <laughs> I, that upset me. I mean, I'm like, why weren't they in the ring together at any point? Like, it... I'm I'm puzzled because Rusev Day is one of the most ludicrously over shticks they've had in a long time, for as far as I can tell, and 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 they're sitting on gold, and they they had a they they were the stars of the the Clash of Champions tag match. Oh no question, yeah. Like they had me believing they were going to win at several points. It was sold so strongly. Um, the it it just seems so wasted that they wouldn't be in that picture again, and they've gone from having on both shows a uh, a sort of uh, weak tag division uh, to SmackDown absolutely stepping up its game. Yeah, and you can tell it's on purpose because again the commentators keep talking about how great their tag division is, <laughs> so you know that they want us to know that they care about the tag division again. Um, and with uh, the Usos and New Day and uh, Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I fucking love Chad Gable. Oh, man. Um, Talk about underrated. What a wrestler. Yeah. What a pro wrestler. Great pro wrestler. Great on the mic. Like, some people aren't too fond of it, as near as I can tell, but he's got that dorky 2000-era Kurt Angle thing going for yeah so well and shelton benjamin works as this great rarely talks but like punctuates for emphasis back up on mic it's a great act and honestly like if i could see for it for the title picture if i could see a feud somewhere down the line between uh gable and benjamin shelton benjamin against <laughs> uh rusev day that would make my day I would love that. I I would love to. I mean, the good thing is, is that we we have we have time. I I would. I hope we see it. And but I, I won't I won't spoil SmackDown anymore. My worry is is that WWE's already given up with Chad Gable and, and Shelton Benjamin. But I won't say anything else because oh. I don't I don't know that for sure. It was just an interesting choice uh, that they had with them in terms of the men's Royal Rumble and the women's Royal Rumble. We'll talk about them sort of side by side. What hey, was your we kind really of... should get back to the actual Rumble. <laughs> well, I mean, well, but. Well, it all kind of ties in, though. I think. Like, what was yeah. your favorite? What was your favorite uh, sort of surprise of the whole thing? Because I've often found in the past, rumbles almost live and die based on the surprises you get. And I know sometimes a rumble comes and goes without a surprise, and that really annoys people. But I actually think they did a pretty decent job with it this time. And you know, especially, I mean, for, I know everybody's talking about the Rey Mysterio one, and the Rey Mysterio one was great. But I really, really did like um, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, hur the hurricane coming back. That really did that please me. That was the I, one I, that it, made me lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. because it was just, I, I, again, it kind of ties into the to the bushwhacker thing. You know, he came in, he, he tried to do a choke slam on scene, he got thrown out, and then he just pandered to the crowd the entire way out. Yeah, and it just made me laugh, and I could just tell that he was having fun, which meant I was having fun. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I I I thought it was I just I that just thought he was definitely great. Definitely one of the big highlights for me. The moment I heard "Stand Back," I was like, <laughs> "Oh my." Shit. It's brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, that was good. Obviously, Rey Mysterio was. It was great to see him. Well, she, um, she was just so good. 
he was so fast for a guy that's in his 40s or whatever he's in. I was like, man, you're a, you know, now that he hasn't got any injuries and he's got his weight down, I was just like, bloody hell, man, you're a very good professional wrestler. That's very much one of those uh, times when a you still got it was... Oh, more than appropriate, yeah. It would have been a well, well-deserved thing. Um, I loved seeing Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up. He, the, amount, um, the amount of momentum he's got in the past sort of month or two months has been amazing. Yeah, he's another one who I didn't quite see the deal and was shocked when when he, he beat Drew McIntyre. Um, I, I, I don't know any sort of... I, I try and avoid dirt sheet stuff these days. Yeah. I used to be big into that back, you know, during my first obsession with WWE. I try and avoid too much of the rumoring and that, so I can stay yeah, surprised yeah. watching. Um, so I had no idea where the company was as far as Andrade goes. Uh, but since he's won the champion, and obviously uh, Vega is his uh, uh, business advisor. <laughs> uh, business advisor and Hurricane Rana provider is... It's a great, it's a great uh, double act. And Andrade is, every week, is growing more and more into the role. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And so it was it was lovely to see him as well. Um, and Adam Cole, even though he didn't really do much, um, I was just impressed to see him come out after what he did the night before. I know. With, with Alistair Black. Especially because apparently the original plan was to have him as Bob Rude's <laughs> mystery opponent on the pre-show. And I don't think that would have been good at all because, again, I, I, I know that some people hate NXT guys being debuted in the Rumble because they think, well, they're never going to win. But I still think if you didn't know who Adam Cole was... You're going to look up Adam Cole. Then you're probably going to find his match from TakeOver. And you're probably going to think, wow, this guy's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of why they do it. It's, they have these TakeOvers the night before Rumbles now. And, you know, if you're watching the Rumble, chances are good. You've subscribed to the WWE Network. Maybe just to watch this. Maybe not. Yeah. But you've still got the subscription for a month. So, yeah, throw in the NXT champion throw in Adam Cole, throw in Ember Moon, let people know that, you know, these are NXT people and that there's a whole other show, a whole other pay-per-view that happened the night before that you can go back and watch. Yeah. Um, it's good advertising. Um, and, and, you know, I see why they do it. And, and I'm just, you know, yeah, they're not going to win. And I guess people hate that. But it's like it's it's not about the wins and losses, especially in a rumble. At least not until you get down to the last two. No, I agree. It's all yeah. about making it's. A, there's a reason why Kane is considered a Royal Rumble MVP, even though, to my knowledge, has he he has never won. He has never won. He came down to, to the final. He's never won. It was in the final two. Uh, oh, I can't remember. He's been in the final two maybe a couple of times, but yeah, he's never won. Yeah, but, you know, he's considered a Rumble legend for the amount of eliminations he's had. Um, a little bit annoyed that Roman Reigns took his other record. <laughs> yeah, why, why don't you just give Roman Reigns everything? Why don't you get the record for everyone? Why don't we just give him the both the women's championship why and bring back the Divas title and give that to him as well? Why not? I was um, on Twitter when the, when the Women's Rumble was going on. There was a lot of people being like, so when, when's Roman going to turn up? given that he didn't win the men's. And I was a bit I like, was, I could see it happening. I could see it happening. I was hoping for James Ellsworth. I would have lost my shit if James Ellsworth had turned up. I think that would have been good. 
you know, even if he's just eliminated, like, the second he gets in, like a Santino, uh, Santino Morello thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think it should have been like that, yeah. I would have... I would have I, I laughed. Uh, some some people might not have found it funny, but I, I, I would have thought that. But especially if he, you know, gets in there and gets humiliated by the women there. That would have been worth it. Um, but back to the men's and, and the surprises and everything. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of fun spots as well. Um, Kofi Kingston always... Again, another one. Another example of how it's not about winning the Rumble. Um, people have called him Mr. Royal Rumble. He's never won. Yeah. But Kofi Kingston will steal the show while he's there. And this week, this year, I mean, it's hard to top some of the stuff he's done. So this year was more comedy than impressive what? feats of strength. But standing on the pancakes was just cute. What's, what's, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I did make me laugh. But at the same time, if I put my nerd hat on, I kind of understand where people are coming from. Although I think that if you if you go down if you go down this path too much, it's just it's just awful. But do you think that is maybe a case of WWE taking the idea of both heat, both feet must hit the floor a little too far? It is. I can't. <laughs> I liked it, but you're right. It was too far, but it was. So amusing, I'm okay with it. I, I'm I'm 100% with you. It's like, if I, if, again, if I take a step back, I'm like, wait, what? However, at the same time, he was gone soon after this. That whole pogo stick thing when New Day just threw him back in the ring was hilarious. Yeah, that and, was great. And I am like, this happened, what, like 25 minutes, 30 minutes before the Rumble was over? So it's not like it made a difference. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I, I kind of am all right with it. But I, I, I think maybe a small part of me, maybe the more cynical part of me, is like next year... If we don't have any more ideas, we can just stop doing it. It's like we don't need to, we don't it, need yeah. to do it every, every year. Yeah. Um, besides which, it looks like Naomi's going to take the take that ball and run with it now. Kofi doesn't. Kofi, you don't have to anymore because Naomi is just going to go out of her mind with it. Apparently, <laughs> um, someone said that she was she maybe did it a little bit too much. Um, but she sort of combined two of Kofi's classic moments in one. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. The, and then the use of the chair. But again, I was fine with it. it I was, was alright with it. Um, but yeah, overall, the men's rumble just it it kept having me laugh. Um, I I I loved seeing all the spots. Uh, I liked. Heath Slater, oh, his whole his, I love thing. Him. I love him. He's struggling just... to get into the ring. The moment he does, he immediately throws Sheamus out. That oh. was just such a great little moment. And then, of course, he's just dumped out. Just a <laughs> fucking guy. I, I mean, like, I guess that kind of did work because, you know, you had sort of the, the elevation of him throwing out Sheamus and then him just going. So, oh, that was weird. But I just think everything that he does is great. I'm such a fan of Heath Slater. And maybe that's why they can't do any more with him. Because maybe if they put him in a more serious role, I'd be like, well, I don't enjoy this anymore. <laughs> I, want yeah. the, I want the goofy guy back. But I, I did enjoy all of that. I thought, I thought it was a great sort of fun spot. And that's kind of what I thought throughout the Rumble. There were a lot of moments where I thought, oh, this is awesome. Dodie's actually having fun with the Rumble. They, they, they've thought about what can we do to make sure, you know, we get from entrance one to entrance 30 and it not be a slog. And it never, yeah. it never dragged for me. Both of them, the same with the women's. I mean, the women's obviously relied much more on surprise faces coming back, but that's fine. Whatever you've got it to do. It was the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Um, so 
I have no problem with there being so much nostalgia. Yeah, because if you're gonna do the first women's Royal Rumble, Lita deserves to be there. Trish Stratus deserves to be there. Uh, Tori Wilson deserves to be there. Like got, regardless of some of the terrible storylines she's had. I do. Um, I, I do want to ask though. Like, why does Tori Wilson now look like a different person? Like when she came out, I was like, I don't know who that is. I, until they said it, I was like, I don't know who that person is. I don't. But it's not. It doesn't look like she's had. I'm not saying I think she's had plastic surgery or anything. It's not that at all. I just her face has changed. To me, anyway. Maybe I don't remember what she looked like, but it just—it took me ages to figure out who the hell she was. But I do agree yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, she. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, unlike Trish Stratus, who we have seen here and there, so we've—I guess we've seen her age, I suppose. So it, it's more natural, and this is true of any any human, you know. If you haven't seen someone in 10 years, they're going to look a lot more older to you than if you've known someone consistently for 10 years and they've aged naturally yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you've known them. Um, Trish Stratus has, you know, made a good few appearances. We've seen her grow older. Um, so, you know, there's there's nothing stark about the fact that she looks a bit older now because, oh, hey, she's older now. Um, but with Tori Wilson, I mean, I know I personally haven't seen her since uh, the mid-2000s. No, I haven't either. You're right. I, yeah. I sort of slowly moved away from watching WWE. Uh, so when I saw her back, um, yeah, I, I think there, there is going to be a bit, a bit more of a stark, oh, she looks very different now uh, simply because she, she's older now. And you know, maybe she did have surgery, maybe not. I it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about stuff like that. I mean, each, each, no. to their, each to their own. Whatever somebody wants to do, good for them. Go nuts. But yeah, she did. She definitely looked uh, like a different person. But I think part of that is the same way. Uh, you know, seeing a friend you haven't seen in ten years, they would look very different. Yeah, you're probably um, right. You're probably, it just, it just, just surprised me. I just didn't know who it was. I just I genuinely didn't know who it was. <laughs> it took me by surprise. But I do agree with you. I think, uh, you know, relying on stars from the past was absolutely the right thing to do. And it just made it really fun. It just made the whole thing, oh, yeah. who, who's going to come out next? And a fair play to herself. Beth Phoenix looked, she looked like she could kick anybody's ass. <laughs> like, she looked really good, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Beth Phoenix uh, put in a great showing. Um, I I don't know if I'm in the minority or the majority here, but fuck it. Vicky Guerrero was fun. <laughs> Fuck it. Vicky Guerrero coming out, screeching, and then just, again, just being humiliated for a giggle. Um, it you know, works, right? As long right? as she's still fine with it, so long as Vicky's having fun with it, it's all good. Yeah, I um, agree. I totally agree. Again, it was a great way to change up the pace as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she sort of... Uh, yeah, yeah, she she gave us a little bit of downtime in the middle of it. Um, but if anything, I think one of the reasons why both Rumbles were so good is because they had two of them. And I know there was a lot of speculation beforehand of how are they going to do this? How is this not going to be boring? And the answer is make them both really fucking fun to the point where time flies. Yeah. It didn't feel... Neither match felt like it dragged on. They were over sooner than I expected. 
not because they were shorter, but because I was just having too much fun. Yeah. There were just so many surprises, so many interesting spots, and the women's one, you know, so much nostalgia um, and, and plenty of good showings for the current stars as well. The, that almost by necessity, they had to be fast-paced, energetic, and fun. I agree. So rather than the women's rumble taking anything away from the men's rumble, I think both of them enhanced each other because they both had to be good. Otherwise, it would have been a really boring show to watch two rumbles. Yeah. I mean, my only thing with that is I, I totally agree with you is I don't want... Uh, why they're falling into a pattern? Because obviously they announced the next night there's going to be an Elimination Chamber match, uh, women's and men's, at, um, at, at Elimination Chamber. And I'm like, I don't think we need to do, you know, the, the, the men's and women's equivalent all the time. I'd rather we just had a women's one and then just don't do a men's one. I, To be honest with you, I'd actually even be all right if they did that with the Rumble, which I said the other day and got me in so much trouble. But <laughs> I, I, if, if 2019 just had a women's Royal Rumble and no men's, I I wouldn't be so against that as long as they could come up with a good story for everybody else involved. That's the thing to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, so long as the you know everyone else on the roster still has something interesting to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it wouldn't be an issue to me. Um, the And... The Elimination Chamber, uh, obviously not being quite as prestigious as the Royal Rumble, uh, if if they did just a, a women's Elimination Chamber one year, yeah, I'd be even more fine with that. Yeah, I would, yeah. Um, I, I mean, the Elimination Chamber as a match itself is... Uh, it's not quite a Punjabi prison, but it does. <laughs> it is a little bit overbooked. Oh, it's yeah. fun to see. It, it can be fun to see, and there can be some cool spots. Um the botch that Seamus turned into a plan all along angle was <laughs> just such a great thing. Um, and and I, I just love that there's just this little legacy of Bischoff in there, uh, considering, you know, that they credited the idea to him. Yeah. Um, whether that's kayfabe or not, you know. The, yeah, just still, this, still got history uh, there. Yeah, just Bischoff just left this little mark and they've let him keep that mark. Um so I don't mind seeing a, a decent Elimination Chamber match. Um, but yeah, you're right. They don't have to just keep saying, let's just do a distaff version of the same match. I mean, honestly, why not come up with some new innovative gimmick matches that the women do first? Yeah, 100%, man. Like, just come up with a good story and, and make it you work. Know, like, I'm all right with that. We've had all this, you know the first ever women's Hell in a Cell, the first ever women's Royal Rumble, the first ever women's Elimination Chamber. Let's come up with another type of gimmicked match and not make it a, oh, this is a women pioneering thing. It's just, no, this just happens to be a women's match that has a new gimmick. Yeah, exactly. You and know? it ties into something they cut up. Dude, I think that would be very healthy. Very healthy way to go. Mm -hmm. um, just because I know that uh, time is against us. I mean, what did you think with the rest of the, the Raw Rumble show overall? Like, I kind of thought all the other matches fell into where they had to fall into, but I enjoyed them. I mean, I thought both championship matches were good. I especially enjoyed watching Braun Strowman knee Brock Lesnar for real and, <laughs> then, and then get punched in the head back. I thought, I mean, I shouldn't laugh at stuff like that, but it's just so shocking. I couldn't help it. Um, I mean, it was vicious. I, what made me laugh wasn't so much that, but Lance Storm tweeting, guys, don't knee Brock Lesnar in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So look what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you really, really shouldn't. Um, but I, 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 it was, I, I it was thought... okay. It was 
I mean, I'll watch. I'll watch Braun Strowman knock things over and roar, <laughs> and I'll be perfectly happy with that. I I think this match and the match Monday night showed as much as I hate to admit it because growing up, he was my guy. But I think it really is unavoidable now that Kane's time is done. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. At, at the very least, Kane is the big red machine is not believable anymore. Um, the Undertaker manages to still pull it off because just because he's still got a presence to him. Yeah. Even as, as he gets older, he maintains a presence and obviously WWE protect him very well. Um, but Kane, I think, I think it's, I think it's over. I, 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 I think I you're right, man. Because I love him. I love him and too. When, yeah, when 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 he came back to drag Roman Reigns under the ring, I was excited. But the 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 half mask he has on now emphasizes the nose and the chin <laughs> to an almost clownish proportion. Like he looks like a clown. And I'm fairly certain that's not his hair. That's like all <laughs> no, attached the, to the mask. It is attached to the mask. Yeah, it's awful. I had a feeling. Worst and, and idea. It doesn't look good. Um, I I don't think Kane um, is uh, he's, he can he can still perform. He can still go, uh, but I don't think he can go as the devil's favorite demon anymore. No, I just don't think that works. No, I think you're hundred percent right, man. But um, then again, I never had an issue with corporate Kane, even though other people do. I went back and, and, I, and checked a lot of that out and thought that was interesting. I thought it was funny. I quite thought it was quite quite a nice departure. Um, but yeah, I mean, were there any sort of uh, the other matches on the card stand out for you, or you just kind of felt like they were filler? I mean, the only one I didn't really like was the Raw title or tag team title match, but that's only because it came straight after the Men's Raw Rumble, and you're in a you're, what what are you meant to do then? What a dead that's position it. to be in. I felt sorry for them more than anything. Yeah. They were working as, as hard as anyone else, but the crowd was dead. They were emotionally spent. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. They just lost their shit over Nakamura. They just spent a long time yelling, you both suck at Cena and Roman. <laughs> they, were, they were spent, needed time to decompress before the women's match. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the the Raw Tag Team titles got saddled with the piss break match. Yeah, yeah. Um, they really did the calm down match, which just took away any kind of heat that it could have had. Yeah, and and, and it's a shame. And the the I'm trying to remember even the the tag the the SmackDown tag match. But again that one was just sort of it was just there. They did. There. They did the whole two out of three full stick, but just gave two falls to the Usos. Which uh, Yeah. Which I kind of liked in a way because it was different, but at the same time, it didn't really help Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin all that much. No, no. I mean, they they want to talk about how great their tag division is now, but it's still not as healthy as it could be. No. And we're a long, long way from, you know, the days of Edge and Christian, Dudleys and Hardys. Oh, man. But I feel like, I feel like SmackDown's on the cusp of being able to have that. I feel like if we can get a good three or four way feud between some tag teams, we get the New Day in there, we get the Usos in there. I mean, honestly, the Clash Champions had what I consider would would have been perfect um, for an extended program. 
of Rusev Day, Usos, New Day, and Gable and Benjamin uh, vying over this stuff. And, I mean, if that culminated in a TLC match at some point, that, I think, would have been amazing. Yeah. It's clearly not what we're going to get. <laughs> no, I don't think but so. But it, it, it frustrates me because we do have some great potential tag teams now. And Bludgeon Brothers, of course, are a, a whole different ball game and, and are clearly going to change the scope of things. But there could be some really classic tag action going on and and it's just not happening yet. And they've got the tools there. The elements are in place. They just need to put them together and let it combust. Yeah, dude, I think I think you're a hundred spent. 100% spot on. Uh, we'll leave the rumble there just because I want to talk to you about your own wrestling stuff. <laughs> Why wouldn't we want to do that? And again, I know that time is ticking away. So let's just get straight into it. Let's not even, you know, pay any sense of ceremony. Uh, you know, Stardust had his big debut about a few weeks ago now, maybe a couple of weeks. I can't remember. A couple of weeks. This was uh, January 20th. Yeah. So, I mean, just give us the details, man. I, I want to know all about it. So, <laughs> I mean, you are a pro wrestler now. You've done it. You've made it. Yeah. Sort of, sort of. Um, I mean, Stardust's gimmick is he's a wrestler who makes other wrestlers wrestle for him. <laughs> That's so good. Which, you know, considering I can't wrestle, at least yet, um, and and there as a manager, um, the idea of a manager who behaves like a wrestler isn't something I've seen. I don't think I've seen it. Um, a manager coming out dressed to compete in, in a full spandex bodysuit <laughs> and then getting someone else to do the fight. Um, I like that as a gimmick and it's bolstered by the fact that it's a, you know, it's a D-list YouTuber with a, an appropriated derivative gimmick who shit-talked his way into a wrestling promotion. <laughs> However you do it, man. However you do and it. And he's just causing chaos while he's there. It's it's a good story. And again, like my hat goes off to, to pro wrestling ego. Um, what I had conceived as a five-minute skit for uh, the Jimquisition has become a, a, a wrestling angle that, provided I don't fuck it up, uh, will last several months. I mean, this is a full-on angle. Um, and I've been offered, uh, you know, the potential to train, um, which has given me even more sort of determination to get my back sorted once and for all, get yeah, my cardio yeah. up, continue with my weight loss stuff that I've been working on. Um, even if the best I ever manage is uh, knowing a couple of grapples and... And that, you know, it'll help me be a better manager. Uh, Absolutely, and, yeah, the more you can understand know. Understand yeah. psychology. Because uh, that was one thing um, I was telling the guys. They fully admitted they're just going to throw me in at the deep end and see what happens. So I'm talking to Johnny Lerman and Big K. They're the two guys who I was working with that night. And and it was it was amazing seeing it behind the scenes my respect for what pro wrestlers do shot up even more like i didn't think it could go much higher cuz these these guys are just like physically and and imp their improv skills blow my mind 
but to see it from the other side of the curtain as well, how quick they can put a match together, um, it's it's incredible. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I got to come out, uh, run down the crowd, introduce them to Stirdust, uh, <laughs> implement what I'm called what 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 we've called the Stir Search, which is <laughs> Stirdust's quest to find someone in pro wrestling ego worthy of damn right uh, their association with uh, you know the, the 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 king of cosmic chaos. Uh, it's it's. I feel like it's a good angle. We've got some really good ideas. It's leading to a storyline that I think is going to be incredible fun. Uh, but to say I was thrown in at the deep end is putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> you know, sorry, just taking a bit of water there. I, I don't know ring psychology. You know, I understand the concepts of it. Yeah, but actually, obviously. actually applying it's really hard. Yeah, but like being there, even as a manager, knowing the cues, knowing how to behave, having been given no training at all for it. Um, clearly, I can talk on a microphone. I've, I've done that for years yeah. outside of wrestling. Um, I can cut a promo, and I'm confident enough having done one now in front of a live crowd. My promo skills are, are are there, and if all I ever get to be is a mouthpiece for another wrestler, I'll be thrilled with that because yeah. I'm confident I can put guys over. Um, but learning that psychology, it was terrifying. Uh, um, I that like I was so glad that one of my big cues to interfere was a Superman punch because I'm like <laughs> I at least know what that. Yeah, is. I know what that is. Yeah. I at least know what that is. Um, and, you know, they kept it easy for me. I, I stuck to one part of the ring and, and I knew when to interfere. Uh, but there were some botches. I messed up. Um, you can't tell most of them because, again, the improvisational skills are so amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Stirdust was going to be involved in the main event that night. Um, facilitating. I mean, I. some would say Stirdust uh, underhandedly helped uh, O'Shea Edwards to attack Ray Fury. And by the way, uh, don't sleep on either of those guys. Huh. Uh, Ray Fury and O'Shea... Uh, Ray Fury is... Uh, he wrestles primarily here in Mississippi and is sort of the, the top guy at pro wrestling ego. Uh, he's sort of the guy. O'Shea Edwards um, comes into Mississippi from Atlanta, does a lot of wrestling in Georgia, but is a super top guy here. And, and I swear, like, he is someone not to sleep on. Um, O'Shea Edwards is someone... Everybody who's into wrestling, especially indie wrestling, would be wise to keep an eye on. Yeah, and so so that was interesting, and I I missed all of my cues to to do stuff there. Um, when I'm told a double suplex is uh, a cue to do something, I'm like, okay, what 
is, is that two suplexes in a row? <laughs> Suplexing two dudes? And I, you know, my anxiety crops up a lot backstage. Uh, it's not until I'm out in front of the crowd that I sort of forget that I have social anxiety, <laughs> uh, oddly enough. Um, so I'm second-guessing myself constantly. I think that's like, fair, man. I think most I people on? feel like that, yeah. Um, um, and again, testament to everyone, it, everything looked like it was supposed to have happened. And the only significant botch that was noticeable was the moment where I yelled, shut your goddamn mouths <laughs> to a front row of children at a PG-rated Christian show. Well. <laughs> in <least>. Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you were in the moment, though. At least you were in the character. At least you believed. Look at it that way. Yeah. Well, again... Uh, a testament to the improv skills of everyone at Pro Wrestling Ego, it turned into a threat to have me dismissed forcibly, and the crowd started chanting that, you know, the ha ha ha, nay nay nay, goodbye. Yeah. Chant. Um, and so it became part of the thing. But I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, this is going to be brilliant. I'm going to channel Vince McMahon and be all, you know, shut your goddamn mouths. <laughs> and. The moment it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, dear. Did you get any problems? Uh, when I got backstage, lights, camera, and action said, now that Stardust's given us the green light to yell goddamn <laughs> at the crowd, can we all do this? Um, oh, I, got, I, I caught shit, but it was the fun kind of shit. Well, I think that's all uh, right. That's fair. I apologized profusely. Um, but it, the general consensus was if anyone was going to drop a goddamn, that was the time and place to do it. That If anyone was going to fuck up, it was the right way to fuck up. <laughs> uh, so we got out of that. Um, hopefully I'm not talking too inside baseball. I don't think... No, um, I think it's okay. I don't think PW will mind me talking a little, a little bit of the backstage stuff. Um Mostly because I just want to, I really want to communicate how great these fucking guys are. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of people telling me before the Stardust debut that, oh, they're going to give you so much shit backstage. They're going to make you pay your dues. They're going to make you feel like crap. Um, they're going to see you as an outsider. Couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, I felt incredibly welcome. Um, oh, that's awesome. I'm told that backstage my presence was um, in no way unwanted, uh, in no way a problem for anybody. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've, I've made friends out of guys there, you know. Um, I think that's awesome, man. Like, that just makes the whole experience even better. Absolutely. I mean, backstage, like, obviously I'm, I'm talking him up, so now me saying that, you know, I've, I've become what I consider fairly good friends with O'Shea Edwards. Um, you know, it's going to sound a bit biased now. But I was planning to ride that guy's coattails even before I got to know him very well. <laughs> uh, just because I really do believe he has the stuff. Uh, but other guys I want to put over, um, I mean, I've talked about the left-hand path before. Um also sometimes called the Path of Nightmares when they're joined by Jeremiah. 
uh, all of those guys. That's they're the kind of stuff I've missed. Yeah, that you don't really see too much in your more polished non-indie wrestling products. Um, they are just monsters. It's it's they're monsters. They're like carnival monsters. Uh, you got your zombie dragon who I've talked about before. Oh yeah, with his his daedric mask and his acid spitting, and now he bites people. Uh, <laughs> he he won a, uh, either won or stopped. I can't remember the result, but at the very least stopped a match by zombie biting. Uh, shaky McMullen. Well, it would work, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, left this oozing green mark on his neck where he was bitten, and they had to drag him out because he was just out cold because he got zombie bitten. Um, and, you know, it's just wonderful to see Zombie Dragon get up uh, on the, the turnbuckle and just fire a, an arcing fireball out into the crowd. <laughs> um, he's great. Um Eric the Ghost Silver is his tag team partner. Also wonderful. Uh, cut a mean promo. Um, they're a big group, and I make no secret of the fact that should Stardust ever uh, become dust, that Jim Sterling would like to still continue with Pro Wrestling Ego, and Jim Sterling, if he doesn't become the advocate for... Uh, O'Shea Edwards, which I also would love. To join the path would be amazing. I've already got black leather for days. <laughs> Just like piled up in your house. I've got black leather and a penchant for creepy masks. So I've already got everything I need. Um, the Jimquisition persona is already now this sort of yeah, he's dark he's carnival yeah. ringmaster. He's ready to go. And Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the Nightmare Jeremiah is joined literally by a group called the Brotherhood of Jesters, which are these. I, I mentioned them briefly. I didn't know much about them before. Now I know a bit more about them. The Brotherhood of Jesters, two of them, uh, one in red and black, one in red and blue, called Pranks and Hijinks. And their job <laughs> is to accompany Jeremiah, who is, you know... Uh, denim overalls, a mask, doesn't say anything, just goes at children, <laughs> terrifies them. And you've got pranks and hijinks like dragging referees under the ring uh, while the referees are screaming. Um, you've got them jumping into the crowd, sitting next to people and just going <laughs> in their ears. Uh, it's fantastic. I just... I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have a lot of fun being part of that whole thing. And uh, Trevor Rion as well is a guy I really want to put over because that's a guy who isn't getting the recognition he deserves. He also is a member of the left-hand path and had such a presence to him, I honestly thought he was the centrepiece of the whole thing. Yeah, But... I, I recommend checking him out. I, I need to double check his Twitter handle just to make sure that people can follow him and have a look at him. Um, I think it's Wretched Aeon, uh, but I will double check that. Where, yeah, Wretched Aeon. The word wretched, then A E O N. 
and I highly recommend uh, following him along with Zombie Dragon, Eric Silva, uh, Matthias Darkthorn, who's their leader. Um, all of those guys. I mean, if you check out Trevor Aeon's account, he's retweeting the other guys as well, so you can look them up. Yeah. Um, the Left Hand Path, I, I, I have a feeling with the right the right elements, the right push, the right, uh, uh, just with the right direction, they really could dominate a big portion of the Southern wrestling indie scene. It's not just PWE. Uh, the left-hand path have made their presence felt in a lot of Southern promotions. And I, I feel like there's a, an infection there. That's gonna spread. That's how it happens, and I'm man. Very excited about them. The thing is, man, if you've got that feeling, usually in pro wrestling, it just happens from nowhere. Well, no, it feels like it happens from nowhere, but actually, it's been building for ages. So, you know, if you if you felt it, I imagine that you're probably onto something. Yeah. So I will. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use this uh, this platform I have to because this is my job here, right? As far as I'm concerned, uh, with pro pro wrestling ego, um, I'm doing it pro bono. I'm doing it for the fun of it. And, you know, obviously it helps me exposure-wise. But I consider my job there to be to put guys over. Yeah. But the actual wrestlers who are putting their, you know, that famous phrase, their bodies on the line, putting them <laughs> over. Um, and, 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 yeah, that's what I'm, I'm there to do. And I definitely would recommend, like, do not sleep on Ray Fury. Do not sleep on O'Shea Edwards. And pay attention to everyone in the left-hand path. Uh, and I don't want to offend any other members of, of the path, mostly because they're all terrifying uh, and would probably nail me to the wall for fun uh, <laughs> because that's how they roll. Uh, but definitely Zombie Dragon and Trevor Eon are my personal favorites and I, I i i they deserve big things they deserve big things oh there you go man. and if there's anything i can do to like i'm lobbying so hard to to do some work with both the left hand path and o'shea edwards uh because i see so much potential for me to be very obnoxious on their behalf <laughs> and, and it would be an honor and a privilege to be an obnoxious little tit on their behalf. Well, I've said it before, I said it again. Obviously, I mean this in a positive and complimentary way. I think you do a very good job, um, and I mean that in a, in a good way. I mean, I think I think you understand. I think it's quite clear you understand the world of pro wrestling and the fact that you've been managed to get involved with a group of people that, you know, as you've said, have some serious talent. I think. Uh, oh, I, I'm excited anyway. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited too. I mean, I'm excited for the promotion as a whole. Like. Pro Wrestling Ego wants to be the Mississippi promotion. You know, they want to be the WWE of Mississippi. Yeah. And here's, here's the good thing about Mississippi. You won't hear a lot of good things said about Mississippi, but I said this to the guys, and I'll say it here as well. One of the good things about Mississippi is if you want to be the something of Mississippi... It's not that hard. <laughs> it's, at the very least, I wouldn't say it's not that hard. At the very least, it's feasible. Yeah, it's doable. It's, I mean, 
this will sound fucking arrogant, but it's it's logistically true. I'm probably the most famous man within a <laughs> several hundred mile radius. You know, well, I mean, it probably is true. You know, you only when Morgan Freeman comes back to visit family you can, do I become number two, the second. Yeah, do I go down a step? Like you know, I'm more famous than the politicians that run this state, um, which I used to my own personal advantage uh, when I let people know what a piece of shit Phil Bryant is. Not to get too political <laughs> on the podcast, um, but the idea of turning pro wrestling ego into Missis- into the Mississippi promotion, it's feasible, it's doable. Yeah. And with my platform and their platform combined... We could Captain Planet this shit. Damn right, man. That's the attitude you should have as well. You've got to believe. Yeah. And that's that's my that's my 2018 goal here is not just to get myself over as a manager and a heel. Because um, obviously, you know, you need to get yourself over as well, no matter what capacity you're in. But my job is to make sure that some of these guys who are impressing the hell out of me and are not being seen, get seen. Uh, People need to see the froggy elbow that Ray (laughs) Fury does. People need to see the sheer magnetism of the silver-tongued devil O'Shea Edwards. People need to see the left-hand path and... Eric Silver and Zombie Dragon and Trevor Eon, Matthias Darkthorn, the Nightmare Jeremiah. They need to see these guys because they are the shit. Boom. Right there. Pro Wrestling Ego. Everyone should go check it out. For nothing else, you should go see, you know, just exactly what Jim gets up to as well. As I said every time, I cannot wait to see what you do, man. I think it's great. And I will be following your path very closely indeed. Thank you. Speaking of path, uh, it will be Stardust's next appearance at Byron, Mississippi, February 10th uh, at the event known as The Broken Path. And Stardust will have phase two of the Stir Search. Well, there we go. He has a very special offer for any two wrestlers who have the moxie, the spine, and the je ne sais quoi to come out there. And show me their stir power. <laughs> love stir power is so good. Right. So anybody that can get to that adventure, definitely go. You've got no excuse not to. Otherwise, you're not going to know what goes down. And if anything, you should go and you should tell me. Because I want to know what goes down. And I, <laughs> and I live in, I basically live in London. There's no way I can get there in any sense of the word. Uh, but seriously, Jim. Um, so yeah. go on, man. Oh, I should also just say quickly as well that um, Pro Wrestling Ingo has a YouTube channel. You can check that out. And a Facebook page. Uh, they didn't tell me in advance, otherwise I'd have linked it, but they uh, uh, Facebook lived Stardust's appearance on the January 20th show. They may do it again for the Byram show. So keep an eye out on Pro Wrestling Ego's Facebook page, uh, and you might get to see Stardust in action, or at least adjacent to action, uh, <laughs> live. Uh, and at the very least, there'll be video footage and montages on the gymquisition. Uh, so, yeah, you'll get to see Stardust, but it's not just about Stardust because I'm window dressing. I'm I'm there for fun, give the crowd something a little bit different. But at the end of the day, it's about the guys who are actually taking the bumps. 
Hell yeah, man. Well, like I say, I think everyone should check it out. Uh, if you want to kind of find it all out through through Jim stuff, your Twitter is just at Jim Sterling, right? I'm correct in saying that. At Jim Sterling, yeah. yeah nice and simple. And YouTube is just youtube.com for just Jim Sterling. I think I'm right with that as yeah. well. Pretty much. I like to keep it uh, to keep it simple, simple. And exactly. Yeah. So you know, you can uh, you can find out about pro wrestling ego or all of Jim's stuff uh, through that. And as always, Jim, thank you very much for your time. And we're going to have to do this after WrestleMania. There's no two ways we can't now. We'd be letting ourselves oh, I down. I would be honoured. And then we'll have my gosh, we'll have stuff to talk about after WrestleMania. My word. Um, but of course, thank you very much for listening to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're on iTunes, YouTube, uh, all podcasting apps. A lot of people tweet me saying. I can't find you. We're there. Just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast and you will find us. And of course, thank you to everybody that uh, pledges money to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's why I can do this stuff. And, you know, without you guys, I wouldn't be able to talk wrestling for an hour and a half on a Wednesday afternoon. So I'm very, very grateful to all of that. And like I say, Jim, once again, thank you very much. And yeah, I guess we'll talk to you in about, what, eight weeks? Like that, Ten weeks? Mania's is not that far away. It really isn't. Not that far away. Ten weeks. Yeah. Uh, and a lot can happen between oh, man. here and then. <laughs> and, it, and it damn sure will. Uh, but yeah, Absolutely. Uh, also, I'd like to point out for a few people that don't follow me on Twitter or their social media, uh, the reason there is a been less podcast this week is because I had to go do some stuff via a hospital. But that's all we're going to say about that. We're going to leave it very up and out there. But we will be back uh, later in the week with the Q&A episode, and I will chat to you very soon. Keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs>